It's the 30A Show, your beach-happy podcast, brought to you by 30A Cottages and Concierge, with properties in Rosemary Beach, Seacrest, Seagrove, Seaside, and Watercolor, online, 30acottages.com. Good morning. Good morning, guys. We are in Fort Lauderdale, and uh, obviously, on the water, um, appropriately enough, we're here for uh, an event called FLIBS, which seems like a strange acronym, but it is the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show. It is, I'm told, the largest boat show in the world. The world, this world. And we have the honor of being with a very unique guest today, Chef Ben Robinson. Uh, you know him from Bravo TV's Below Deck series, the hit series, and also from all of the, the culinary events that he's uh, creating all over the country and all over the world. It's a pleasure to have you with us well, today. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for having me. What a beautiful day. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Uh, so we actually went around to the, to the boat show yesterday. I should also mention that this is all possible because of Viasat. I know you know what it is, but uh, for our, our, our viewers, Viasat is enabling like this incredible live streaming internet technology anywhere, not just on yachts, but on airplanes. Now uh, it's no longer that you just log in and kind of have limited internet access. Now you're able to stream movies, you're able to do broadcasts and, and watch football games, whatever is your fancy. Uh, and I know that's important to the, to the boating community. Yeah. So. Um, so that said, uh, guys, we're going to talk to Chef Ben and uh, let him uh, answer some of your questions. They have been submitting questions for days. I know. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and get this one out of the way. <laughs> I have been DM'd so many times asking if you're single. Yeah, I, so. <laughs> I get that a lot as well, personally. Um, I, I am single, but there, there is a girl that I, I do like at the moment, but we haven't kind of, you know, we're not official. Okay. So, um, but there is hope. There, there is, is hope. There's hope for us bachelors out there. <laughs> now, is this someone could be from someone a particular TV show, or is this just no, someone, no, 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 uh, no. another, okay. No, just a civilian. Just a, a civilian, a regular, just a really sweet another girl. fish in the sea, huh? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, she's she's a good girl. I met her upon my travels, and and we'll see, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, and that's I mean, great. Everybody knows you, of course, for traveling by yacht, but you haven't been doing that for a while. You've been traveling all over right. doing culinary events. Yeah, I've been trying really hard not to be on yachts. Um, in fact, when I got on to Below Deck TV, uh, I I had kind of ended my career as a yacht chef. I was now 30 years old. I'd been the head chef on one of the largest yachts in the world. And it was kind of like case closed. Um, right. Been there, done that. And then Below Deck, kind of, we found each other. And, and, and now eight years later, I'm still, you know, on these boats sometimes. But, but essentially, I, I try not to. But what made you even get started in the yachting industry? Yeah, that's a great question. So, um... I was in these metropolitan cities like Boston, New York, London, and I was I was just kind of getting the hell beaten out of me in these restaurants. It was a tough climate. It was cold, the winters, the rest of it. And my brother turned around one day and said, hey, Ben, why don't you check out these boats? You know, because I'm, I've also got a place in Cape Cod. We saw them in Nantucket. We saw them in Newport, Rhode Island. And I gave and I gave it a whirl, and um, and but for a deckhand position. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, but well, I grew up with small boats, nothing obviously major, major. But I was able to wash a boat, you know, 
really not that difficult, <laughs> by the way. It's, it's about as easy as it sounds, really. So, um, but we didn't have a chef on board. And uh, so I started cooking for the crew. And one day, the captain says, well, Ben, you, you're doing a great job cooking. Do you want to be our chef? And I said, well, not really. <laughs> I don't really want to be your chef. I, I, I like beer o'clock. And, <laughs> and that's, when, that's when the chef starts getting going, you know? And, uh, and, and he, so he, he actually grabbed me by the ear and took me to the galley and he said, Ben, now this is your new home and if you don't like it, you can get the hell off my boat because <laughs> you're one of the the worst boat washers I've ever met. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. So, so do you remember what you fixed for him that made him grab you by the ear and take you to the galley? Yeah, well, I yeah. So um, we had a we had some decent meats on board in the freezer, and um, I think what what really sold him was um, I had a, I made a veal chop with a red wine mocha sauce <laughs> with crispy parsnips and cauliflower mousse, and he was just like, "What the hell are you doing, washing my boat, you idiot?" <laughs> Get in that galley and cook. So, I, and but, but I, to my defense, in my defense, uh, I didn't really know there was a chef position. I thought it was, you know, I just pouring out. You know, yeah. you look at <laughs> these boats, you don't think, oh, they've got some fancy Michelin star chef. So, right. and that was my background. So, it found me. It was, it was just, it was written in the stars. You know, it was just going to happen. I was noted from a very young age to be able to cook. I had a an interesting palette. So yeah, I mean, it was just one of those things I couldn't really avoid. So that leads me to another question. What age did you start cooking? I, I was five. No yeah. kidding. Yeah, no, no, I was. Um, I was five years old when I knew my mother sources. Now I thought the mother source was because your mother taught you, right? <laughs> But they're actually, it's like a, you know, it's, it's the derivatives, right. you know, the other ones. So, uh, but uh, my mother taught me my mother sauces and, uh, and I loved spending time with my mum. We lived in a beautiful house in England. We had an arga. It was an oil drip stove, very romantic. And, um, and I'd make the gravies and do the, help her with the lamb and spice, you know, do the rubs and That's all cool. the rest of it. So, I mean, it was just, I, it, it, I was kind of infatuated by it. And so then you go from having never cooked on a ship to actually cooking on one of the largest ships in the world at the time, right? So what, right. Was, what was the name of the ship? The that Athena? was Athena. Yeah, um, it was. Uh, we, it was the largest sailing yacht in the world. It was three hundred foot plus. Wow. It's about as big as it gets now, and that was a long time ago. So it really was big. Now I think it's probably a small boat now, isn't it? Because I mean, all those bloody Russians—they're in competition right, yeah, with yeah. each other. Man, there are some. Big I want mine boats five here. foot bigger. Yeah, you know. So, uh, so, but but you had a crew of how many on that? We had twenty eight. Yeah, it was it was a very big job. It was my last full time contract. Um, but you know, I started on a one hundred footer at the age of twenty two, and I worked my way up. So every year, I'd change boats, get on a bigger boat, a more serious boat, and then I kind of found myself on the most serious boat. So I mean, it was great. It was it was it was a good run. Yeah. 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 So uh, we do have a lot of questions from viewers. We're going to sprinkle in some 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 fun stories, but uh, we're going to start to ask a few of these. Uh, we had Rhonda Houghton asked, uh, 
when what were the aspirations that wanted to make you a chef? I think we kind of answered a little bit about that. But then your dad, he's like yeah. a, a best-selling author. He is. He's he's only written twenty-five bestsellers. So. Ah. He's a bit of a he's a bit of a he's a bit of a achiever. They people say everyone has a book or yeah, yeah. maybe two, but but dad dad had twenty five. Um, you said he's very kind of larger impressive. than life. I mean, obviously, just <laughs> larger than life yes, in terms of an author, but also no, what other ways? No, he he's um, I liken him to uh, to Winston Churchill. Okay. He's got the constitution of a bull. He's still charging around at the age of eighty. Still working. He's an amazing. He's an amazing guy. You know. I mean. But, but you know, he was at home writing with us. You know. But luckily, we had a very big house, and mm-hmm. I, I'm sure. I'm sure I must have pissed him off to no end. You know, with my noise and my breakings and explosions and everything else I was doing at the time. We grew up in the country. We, you know, we don't worry about so the explosion things. It was just. So, uh, fiction? Yeah, yeah. No, he's done both. He, uh, he, um, he's written a whole line of techno thrillers, nuclear submarines, um, Nimitz class, Kilo class, okay. HMS Unseen, USS Seawolf, Diamond Head, Ghost Hunter, um, Barracuda 954. So those were all of his... his so uh, the nautical part has yeah. been in your life yeah. you know, since the beginning. Right, he loved that. But he also wrote, like, horse books and the Oxford... Cambridge Sculling Race, True Blue. He wrote Lone Survivor. Um, yeah. Marcus Luttrell. He used to come over to the house. So I mean, it's just, it's been amazing. We, you know, I met Norman Mailer as a child. He would come over for lunch and stuff. So I mean, it was very privileged. Tough shoes to beat, you know. But like, uh, when we go into a restaurant, I, it's it's kind of cool. I think I think I might actually have the edge on him now. I might be a little <laughs> bit more famous, but who knows? All right, so before Not that that's you, before... got anything to do with anything, but I do have more Instagram followers than my dad, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> just, just put that out there, right? Hey, that's yes. important. Sorry, yeah, dad. That out there. So before you were washing boats, though, so as yes. a teenager, what sorts of jobs were you doing, uh, you know, like as a, as a teenager, as a kid, you know, growing up? I mean, were there any odd jobs or were you just kind of an annoying dad? Um, they put me in a supermarket once, uh, the AMP, um, and it was it was horrible. Yeah. It was horrible. Wait, what did you do? Well, it was in America because obviously that was the long holiday. Um, so we would come to Cape Cod for to the summer. Um, I just would like stock shelves and you know stuff like that. It, I didn't really like it. Um, I was also English, so everyone just kind of looked at me as if I was an alien. I just It was just <laughs> tough being young and going to Cape Cod. I don't, I don't think I ever spoke to anyone in my tennis clinic or my sailing. Everyone just thought I was really, really strange. <laughs> I was I was very strange, but the accent didn't help didn't at all. <laughs> I, think, I think one day I actually pretended to be American, and I, I just couldn't keep didn't it up. All right, so let's hear your best American accent. <laughs> Oh, well, what what part of the country? Uh, <laughs> uh, let's start with the South. Let's start with the South. Okay, that's pretty, all right. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh darn it! Let's go have a pig roast. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. Better than my British accent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Joyce Bassick had asked, you know, when you're on the ship, right? Yes. Obviously, the cameras are on. However, how much are they on? I mean, like, do you have to be aware of them twenty four? hours a day or are you kind of given uh, compartments or off time and and how do you right. kind of get away from the camera how do you deal with that sort of pressure uh, well you can't get away from them 
uh, it is 24 hours a day so um and you never want to forget that they're there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you probably have that. that would be, the, time, yeah, <laughs> that would be your best or worst moment. Um, so, but they actually do nickname me the, the escapist. So, I mean, I, I can debug that bone in about five minutes. Okay, so you have a knack you know, for finding the cameras? You know, a bank in a movie and you've got all these screens in the <laughs> control room that just go... <laughs> it's like, oh, Ben's home. You know, okay, so you he learned. doesn't want to. He doesn't want to. He obviously doesn't want to see us. <laughs> right. So you've learned to protect your privacy you, when you it can. You can, but uh, I mean, we do have little RTD2 cameras uh, in our bedroom, and 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 it surveyed the whole boat. So it's it's tricky. I mean, I know that that's what we signed on for, but I promise you, six weeks. It's like, oh, like you. Yeah, it's enough, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. and my job is so concentrated in the galley. Um, I feel like I need a little bit more of a re release than a lot of people, you know, because it's yeah. so stressful. <laughs> yeah, right. Really, just in like this steel cage, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a tough it's a tough gig. All right, Angie, what you got? You got one from the fans? Yeah. Let's see. Oh, I like this one. Corey Davis asks. What is your most requested meal by guests on a yacht? But that's only a segue into, are you in fact a British secret agent disguised <laughs> as a chef? I love that one. That's I, way I, more romantic and the, cool the, the, than yeah. actually cooking. I don't right? know why Bravo would, I don't know why a secret agent would be on a reality it, I, show but um, I'm gonna go with it I loved James Bond growing up so uh, I, I thank you for the compliment by the way that's really cool <laughs> I, I aspire to be a secret agent I, I think we're, a, we're gonna hide be, him in plain sight yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like who would who would put your best it agent would, on yeah. a reality TV show yeah. in, you know, yeah, on Bravo <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, no one will no one will suspect him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but since you can sniff out all the surveillance maybe be, that's your training right, that's not an instinct right. I think that's training I think my cover might be blown yeah. <laughs> oops sorry money about penny that. uh, that's yeah. funny so um so, uh, is there anyone, uh, Suzanne Hughes asked if there's anyone you would feel intimidated to cook for? Like all of a sudden they tell you somebody's coming on board and they're going to be with us for three weeks. Is there anybody that, you know, would, would kind of make you go, oh, wow, that's a little bit of a pressure? No, no, I, I just don't think so. I yeah. mean, I, I mean, okay, like the Queen of England. Yeah, it would be, it'd be I'd be a little nerve wracked. Because, yeah, because yeah, she probably likes quite bland food. <laughs> right. I, you know, you can imagine, like, she likes, like, a pork pie or a marmite and sandwich. she's not going to go down that water slide. She's yeah, going to entertain so, her all the time. I don't think she'd get the whole molecular foam this and my made balsamic caviar. And she'd be like, what the hell? Get me out of here. Uh, but, no, I try not to be fearful of those things. I, I'm confident. Yeah, well, that's good. So uh, that said, you do a lot of private events, not just for the affluent, but also for celebrities. I saw you with Seth Rogen recently yeah. doing charity work. I do. We we, we try and give back, and uh, it's it's a really important part of, of the cycle. And uh, Seth Rogen was hilarious. Uh, what was the charity? It, it, it's, it's called Hilarity for Charity. And uh, unfortunately, his mother-in-law has Alzheimer's. So it's an awareness. It's a foundation. And uh, we, I did some demo on, on brain food. I actually cut okay. up a steelhead fish and cracked a few jokes. 
didn't cut my hand off, so it was That's a score. Good. That's yeah. what you want this year. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Then, and that said, you uh, you have other events. You mentioned Jay Leno and some of these other people. Yeah, that so we did um, a gig over in Concord, the Concourse in, in uh, Newport, Rhode Island. They um, we, There was a massive, extravagant um, car show, and I was doing demos on stage, fresh pasta. Uh, we did a ceviche and... Uh, and a, and a tartar, a beef tartar. So I, what I like to do is I like to bring awareness to like ceviche, like teaching someone how to make ceviche, sure. right? Like that's not an ordinary thing that would generally be in someone's house, you know? Or I can make fresh pasta quicker than you can boil pasta, right? Mm. Like, so it's just fun, it's yeah. interactive yeah. and people don't go that extra mile at home. And I like to show them that it's really not that difficult. Yeah. Who are I some mean, of the chefs that inspire you? Yeah, I loved Heston Blumenthal. Um, he was he was he was he was uh, the owner of the Fat Duck, three Michelin star. We were number one in the world. I, I worked for him. He, he he taught me a lot. And and, uh, and Anthony Bourdain, I, I just loved him. Yeah. Bless his cotton yeah. socks. But um, yeah, he was a good boy. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, the, the neat thing about Anthony is just he kind of bridged food with with travel and experiences right. and I think that made it uh, the food much more accessible to people you know whereas it was never really viewed through that perspective right uh, he was a he was a storyteller he was absolutely. a he was a food historian I would I would describe him as he was an inspiration great writer but in some ways I mean you're kind of doing that now through your social channels you're on Instagram have we a massive are. following and you're telling stories right we we do and um, and I, I feel like this is just um, a good point in my life where I, I feel like we're, we're now getting ready for the next leap you know so um, sadly I don't think we're going to be doing a ton more of below deck I, I kind of got a grow up a little bit and you know <laughs> it's overrated I know but you know I mean it's just something a little more sustainable well, you just crushed the souls of fans, yeah. uh, Below Deck fans across the world well, because uh, that was the most common question is just, you know, well, when, when are they bringing you back? Okay, like well, that? if I can say, just stay tuned, guys. Um, hopefully I won't disappoint you. I won't, I won't go off the big screen. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So where do you see yourself in five years? Um, interesting. Uh, hopefully with just a little bit more stability because I do a lot of traveling. So um, I don't know. I, I I would like to think that maybe I could settle down a little bit, mm -hmm. do some real soul searching. <laughs> so you know, of all your travels, though, you've you've obviously viewed a lot of them through the little port window and in, in, uh, in the galley. Yeah. That said, exactly. have you been able to get out and explore? And if so, what are some of the places that you find to be the most personally engaging? Absolutely. I mean, I've spent a lot of time in the Caribbean and uh, the Bahamas and the yeah. Eastern Seaboard. I've been through the Panama Canal on this side of the world here, but I love the Med. You know, it's I love Greece. Gre I mean, Santorini um, was just incredible. Uh, uh, Greece was amazing. I was living in Naxos for the filming of Mediterranean season one, and um, it was just a, it was a sustainable island. Everything was organic. I'm also a holistic nutritionist, and basically America kind of spoiled the wheat germ. So, but over there, if you're gluten intolerant, if you you know if you'd be gluten intolerant here, you're fine eating all the yeah, breads and pastas yeah. and everything over sure. there. So, I mean, it's it was a really good culture for me, both in food and architecture, and it, it's fun. So, having traveled all over the world in the yachting industry, mm -hmm. when you get 
sounds like rare time off. Right. Where, where do you love to go vacation? I don't really, I don't really vacation. I mean, I've spent some time in Costa Rica when I was younger. I took a couple of months out and stuff. But generally, I'll if I have some time off, I'll go and see my family. Okay. In Cape Cod, they also have a place in Cayman Islands. I think we mentioned how much of a lower low achiever my dad yeah, was. Right? Yeah, yeah. Seven <laughs> yeah. mile beach. It's not too bad. Yeah. Not too shabby. But yeah, I try and base my trips around family time. I travel enough. I'm not. Yeah. I don't need to get on another plane to go somewhere else. And Do you have any I, hobbies outside the kitchen? I also love Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, I, I live on the water here in Fort Lauderdale. I paddleboard. My friends pick me up up with little boats and stuff like that. Um, I like to socialize, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a good yeah. one for you. <laughs> it seems to be working. I do like socializing. You seem and to be kind of moving from one Instagram moment to the next with about four pretty girls every, oh, uh, every 30 on. feet. Oh, come uh, on. That's what uh, the, the witnesses have said. Well, it's very good for brain health. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you got to do to stay sharp, right? Exactly. So I remember, it's like Sudoku. You know, obviously, guys, we're live, and uh, that's made possible uh, by us. So one of the episodes I remember uh, there was some dude and I think he was I don't know, he's like a Pittsburgh Steelers fan or something yep. y'all were out in the middle of I don't know the Atlantic or the I Mediterranean him, or something yeah. and he was desperate 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 to watch the game and yeah, y'all I, I don't I think mean, he'd ever missed a game okay that was the deal and it became a pretty significant uh, right. a dramatic uh, crisis because here's a guy who's paying I assume a pretty premium amount, yeah, no, 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 yeah. and he can't watch his his home team or his. And it was probably team. yeah, it was probably stipulated, yeah, you know, in his contract or whatever. Yeah, I, I did we? I think we disappointed him that night. Didn't I, we? You know, uh, I don't know, but one of the things that this this stuff that's enabling us to go live today. I mean, yeah. the spy set. I mean, it's a it's a game changer, right? I mean, no, for, a, for a crew. I mean, and it's not just for entertainment purposes, also for for nautical and navigational well, and other purposes. That and communication, um, Skyping and stuff like internet's a massive part of the cruise life because we're stuck on a boat, we're stuck with each other, you know, and you know, calling home, FaceTiming friends, it's it's an amazing outlet, you know, like if you you know, you we're basically in these little floating prisons and the fact that we're allowed internet is just amazing. Oh, never mind. We're not prisoners. I forgot. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's a pretty good deal. So, so let me never ask mind. you, what what advice would you give someone that is caught up in the romanticism of the the yachting life? Like, would you would you encourage them to go? Run be for the hills. No, the I'm not kidding. Um, okay, so personally, um, I think it's a great job in your twenties. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, I, I mean, unless you want to be a career captain, yeah, um, that would be my advice. And it can be a good life, but, you know, you're also missing out on a lot of other things like stability and, you know, and people, you know, there are captains that are married and successfully married and all the rest of it. But, you know, I mean, it's it's always, it's, you, you've got to think, you know, it, yeah. is, it, is it great, you know? So um, definitely as a youth. Uh, but don't lose your 30s and your 40s in that industry if, unless you want to be a captain. Yeah. You know, that would be my advice. Right. And it's great. And you will make money and you will be able to save money and you will be taken to good places, hopefully. 
Yeah, and I guess there's some uh, pretty good perks. I mean, you, you really can't buy anything while you're out there, so it's right. like, you know, you're probably throwing back some money and well, savings. I, yeah, I think I knew... I think I knew that my days of yachting were over when I started hitting the casinos. <laughs> yeah, that's I, not I, a, when that's I started spending return. more than I made. <laughs> I thought, man, you might not be happy. In the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but Grant, uh, Grant, do you mind hopping on here for a second? I want to talk to you about like so uh, the, the the yacht stuff Come for on. a second. Come on in, slide on, on in. Right so. Uh, Grant right. is with Bias. Hey, Grant, sorry to put you on the spot here. That's okay. Thanks, guys. Um, that said, uh, we're here at the International Boat Show, obviously, yeah. but this is kind of a game changer, right? You know, not just for crew, but, I mean, you guys are putting this stuff on airlines and everything? Yeah, that's right. I, well, I think Ben said it best. He might be a... Uh, I'm being told I need to scoot in to get on uh, camera here. Thank yeah. you. We've got our producers over here. Uh, yeah, no, that's right. So uh, I think Ben said it best. I think what we're trying to do is change the game in as many dimensions and markets as we can. And we started providing broadband to homes in a way that people never thought was possible over satellite. And then we did the same thing with airplanes. And now with our launch of our uh, next satellite, Viasat 2, we're starting to now provide the same level of service here to uh, the yachting and the boating industry, allowing them to do all the things that they thought they could never do on the water that they would do at their house and at, at, at a level of uh, affordability I think that uh, would, would surprise some people. So I think we've we've seen in the market that uh, people have been underwhelmed by by internet on, on yachts and so we're actually changing that right now. And so And I'm here pretty we impressed are. by the airplane stuff too. Just I, I mean it's great. I mean we're here, we're streaming content live from a boat. You can stream sports, we can be doing everything that you'd want to be doing in your living room. So I think for us, it's it's changing what people think is possible, and that, that's kind of what we've been doing as a company for, I guess, 30 years now, so it's right, pretty exciting. so they can go to Viasat.com to learn more information, and for you guys, Absolutely. Instagram. Benstogram, Inst- yeah. Benstogram, <laughs> catchy. Yeah. I know. And I couldn't get Benstogram. <laughs> so, it really pisses me off. Yeah, someone's sitting on that, are they? I know. Yeah. <laughs> I got in pretty early. I got, this, was, this was a while back. Ten years ago or something. But so were you on before it. Below Deck came along? Oh yeah, gotcha. Okay, yeah, I had about five followers. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> when I went Siblings. live, when I went live, I got half a follower. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, uh, we we really appreciate uh, Biasat providing this yeah. uh, amazing day, and, and Chef, we. Uh, applaud you for not only your uh, charity work but uh, also uh, uh, you guys go to his uh, site and uh, book him for some pretty cool events that uh, we're, we're already talking about some things that we're going to bring to 30a and we're going to bring i'm thinking biasat we go out to crab island and yeah. uh we get some concerts going or we go to i'm in let's yeah, do let's it do it let's, let's do or it. some uh some pop-up concerts with the 30a session stuff let's get some celebrities out there and do some beach bonfire music I'll give you guys answers so thanks guys thanks for tuning in and uh, we're going to get back to this uh, glorious day here on the water. I'm so, going to have a 38 beer, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, cheers, guys. Cheers. Bye. Thanks, Mike. Good night. See you. Yep. Thank See you. Thanks. Shunk Gully on 30A. Winner of the 30A Hotspot Award for Casual Dining and Best Oysters. Shunkgully.com. The 30A Show, your beach-happy podcast, brought to you by 30A Cottages and Concierge, with properties in Rosemary Beach, Seacrest, Seagrove, Seaside, and Watercolor.